With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Hey, everybody. Have you ever thought about working overseas as a truck driver? I mean, it'd be pretty cool, cool wouldn't it? Um, Australia, Germany, Switzerland, or um, how about Africa? Now, that's one place I would love to go, Africa. Or um, how about what's known as the danger zones, such as Iraq and Afghanistan and Kuwait, and, and maybe not even overseas, but just out of the USA, uh, South America, you could try Venezuela. Uh, how about running through Bogota, Colombia? Now, what a ride that would be, huh? Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Alan Smith, and, and welcome back to this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. It's Monday, November 17th, 2008, and we are discussing truck driving overseas. Um, a lot of people are interested in this facet of trucking, but how do you find those jobs like these? And what are the chances of being hired if you do? Uh, the overseas job market continually changes in places, uh, especially like Iraq and Afghanistan and Kuwait, and, and are the chances really worth the risk? Uh, before I dive in here, let me pull up the chat. Uh, Got to put a sticky note on my forehead to remember to do that. Uh, let me pull it up here, and we'll get that going, and I'll keep trying to um, check back on that. Uh, but what are the chances, and are they worth the risk? Um, you know, one of my older brothers worked in South America for several years, and he was in charge of the entire Venezuela region. Uh, he was in the oil field, and although he wasn't truck driving, uh, the principle was the same. He had to go through a ton of stuff before he could leave the good old USA and uh, work full-time in South America. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, he had to get like um, 30 vaccination shots. I mean, 30. I mean, can you imagine? I think my arm would fall off. But the experience was something he'll never forget. It went something like um, he would fly to Houston, Texas, and then he would fly to somewhere in South America. I don't remember where he landed, but I remember he would end up in Bogota, Colombia, and I recall him talking about Caracas and how beautiful a place that uh, that, that was. <clears throat> Sounds pretty cool. But his journey was only just beginning. Uh, from there, he would have to take a helicopter out to a uh, remote part of the Amazon jungle. And then from there, he would have to take a boat 
uh, well, it wasn't really a boat. It was more like a raft. But he would have to take this raft-type thing for a two- to three-hour ride down the Amazon River. Um, the oil rigs were out of the remotest parts of the Amazon jungle. So once there, he stayed, I believe, for several weeks at a time, and then he would come home for a week and then do it all over again. And he has some amazing pictures of when he was over there, uh, pictures of pythons crawling around the rig and uh, the people and the culture. and It was pretty awesome, and I have to admit I was uh, pretty envious sometimes. And um, uh, But I, I would love to go overseas like uh, Great Britain, Australia, and how about New Zealand? And uh, I've, of course, I've traveled through Canada and parts of Mexico. I, I ran into uh, Jerez, Mexico, just across from El Paso. And I've gone into uh, some of the border towns just over from McAllen, Texas. Uh, oh, the name of that one town, what was it? Um, Reynosa, Reynosa, Mexico. And the uh, furthest I've gone into Mexico was about 150 miles or so when I ran down to uh, Monterey once. And that alone uh, was an experience I'll never forget. <laughs> uh, but, but what about really overseas? How does all that work? Uh, when I started researching, I read a lot of comments on the web about how hard it was to find information about this type of employment. And every time I found a site that promised to help you find a truck driving job overseas, it turned out that they wanted to sell you, sell you the information. So it can be difficult sometimes locating the right information uh, about overseas trucking. And um, it wasn't an easy task, but... Uh, I would love to hear from you if you've had the opportunity to drive overseas. Uh, you can call us here at Truth About Trucking Live at 347-826-9170 and share your story with us. Uh, I'm always fascinated about this aspect of trucking and overseas job employment. And, and But now that I'm hitting the, uh, I'm coming up on the big 5-0 mark, um, I've resigned myself to the fact that I have probably missed out on this opportunity, but I did look into driving over in Iraq uh, four to five years ago, but a uh, particular person whose name I won't mention uh, put a stop to that. Uh, isn't that right, Donna? <laughs> but anyway, uh, okay, but mainly due to my brother working over in South America, I had a little heads up of where these types of jobs can be found. And when it comes to overseas work, it is largely related to uh, those companies with governmental contracts, either a government contract or independent contracts, both on a uh, federal and state level. Uh, the best example of one of these companies is, of course, Halliburton. And uh, another company is KBR out of Houston, Texas, which is a, a subsidiary of Halliburton. And KBR stands for Kellogg, Brown, and Root. And these two companies, uh, Halliburton and KBR, are probably the two largest overseas contractual employers probably in the world. And uh, they hire everything from cooks and bakers and security, uh, construction, engineering, uh, welders, truck drivers, you name it. Uh, 
and they hire for it. But uh, how easy is it to uh, land one of these jobs? And uh, pull up the chat here and. Uh, all right, we have a few there who's just getting to join us here. Aradaski, if I say that right, and we also have a guest. Um, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And um, if you look at these companies like Halliburton and KBR, uh, it doesn't always have to be in areas like Iraq or the war zone areas, which uh, what you know we call the danger zones. Uh, not everyone can get hired. Uh, the major key to landing a job overseas under one of these types of uh, contractual employers is experience, and depending on and depending on the region, not just experience in the job you're applying for. Now, what do I mean by that? You may have 40 years' experience driving a truck and be the best trucker on the face of the planet, but that doesn't mean they'll hire you. Uh, for instance, let's say you're applying for a truck driving job over in Iraq, and you've got 40 years driving a truck under your belt, but because of the region you're applying for, Iraq, uh, they're probably going to want you to have military background as well, and that only makes sense. Um, you're seeing the picture. Now, in places like these, which are known as danger zones, many of the contracts are drying up or changing hands, and some companies have even packed up and left the country. But even with this happening, you can still find uh, employment overseas. And if you want the adventure, you can still find employment in the danger zone. But um, is it really worth it? We've all, we all know the past news and the stories and with the wars going on right now, um, it can be pretty rough. So is the money really worth it? Uh, it won't be a, it won't be easy though. Uh, the recruiting pool is literally flooded with resumes from people getting out of the military with overseas experience. They already have the military background, which includes an important aspect of overseas work, which is having or already had a security clearance. So there's a lot that goes in with it. Uh, a lot of red tape you have to go through. Like I said with my brother, he just went to South America and, and had to have 30 uh, vaccination shots just to go over to Venezuela. And um, that doesn't even touch on all the red tape and everything, but he was already hooked up with Halliburton, so uh, he was able to go over there. But finding a truck driving job overseas is probably not going to happen by traditional techniques like doing a search on Google or whatever or posting your resume online through one of the job sites like Monster or, or something like that. Because one important aspect of working overseas is not just what you know, but who you know. Uh, it's just part of the business. Uh, this is one employment opportunity where who you know is a big key factor in landing that overseas job. Uh, employers hiring for uh, federal contracts and sub subcontracts, they have extremely strict guidelines and uh, record-keeping requirements for the recruiting process, which in most cases mean that uh, you probably never even hear from them, uh, even if you apply through their, uh, their own website. Um, take KBR, for example, Kellogg, Brown, and Root out of Houston, Texas. 
they continue to uh, conduct employee searches all around the country, even though they have thousands of resumes in their database from people applying to their website online. Why? Because it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. They need qualified, experienced employees, not just bodies to uh, fill a slot for a position. And also they have specific requirements that must be met like the uh, security clearance and so forth. But um, let's say you get hired for one of these danger zones. Uh, is it worth it? It's, a, it's an individual thing. A, a truck driver can easily make 100000 plus per year tax-free, uh, provided that you stay out of the United States for 330 days per year. Uh, that 330 days is the magic number for having the income fall under what's known as a tax-free status. And jobs like a, a food service worker can make 70000 a year. And welders can make the same as a truck driver, 100000 plus per year. Now, how does it work? It, uh, you usually work 12-hour shifts, seven days a week, and so there can be a lot of overtime but you're paid a straight flat sum, uh, which goes directly into your bank account once a month uh, back in the United States. And so the $100,000 per year actually can work out to be closer to $150,000 because of the tax-free status. And um, so there's um, a lot of money there, but, you know, it's, it's risky business. But, and we've all heard of the dangers of these types of jobs in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other such places, wartime. Uh, we've all heard of the scorpions and the camel spiders and the snakes and the 120-plus degree heat, I mean, desert conditions, and, uh, not to mention people are trying to kill you. So civilian workers are prime targets, and we all know about the news of such uh, fatalities uh, Yet thousands of people still apply for the jobs. Why? I mean, obviously, well, it's the money. Uh, $150,000 per year tax-free status could sure uh, help someone's financial situation. So uh, money plays money plays a big part, big part in it. Um, I see in, independent realists here. Thanks, uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, money can play a big part in it, uh, but is the um, uh, the money worth the risk? And uh, on a side note, if something was to uh, happen to you while working in one of these danger zones, your spouse, if you have one, would receive half of your yearly income for the rest of their life. Uh, plus, of course, a life insurance settlement, of course, normally $50,000, so... Um, not to not to get too grim here, but you know the money's good, but but is a, is the risk worth the money? That's a question you'll have to answer for yourself, because just an individual thing uh, to go through. But now with uh, KBR, Kellogg Brown and Root, and most of the con contractual employers, you'll have to pass a series of medical tests. Um, you'll have to have a dental checkup and dental work performed if, if you need it. And um, you'll have to take a, a bunch of tests. Tests will include psychological tests, and uh, naturally a thorough background check will be performed, including, you know, from the FBI, 
So you should write down everything. Don't try to hide anything because I guarantee you they will find it. Um, you'll be given an attitude test called a WABI, uh, which stands for a Workplace Attitude and Behavior Inventory. And this is really just a test that consists of a bunch of strange and weird questions to see how you would react in certain situations. But it's uh, one of those psychological previews uh, profiles that they do uh, when you're looking at overseas employment, especially in the danger zones. They want to know, I guess, how you're going to act if you start getting fired at. Uh, me, I'd probably run, but but you'll um, you'll work 12 hours a day, seven days a week, for four months straight, and then you'll get a 10-day uh, leave. And uh, so 10 days off for every four months, which equals 335 days per year, just over the required 330 days of work per year, uh, giving you the right to that tax-free income status. And housing are, and meals are, are normally provided for free. And they'll fly you home for your 10 days off if you want, if you want to go back home. Uh, uh, you can quit at any time. You're not locked in on anything. I mean, if you get over there and you decide, whoa, this isn't, this isn't for me, you can quit any time and they'll fly you back home, of course. But if you quit before working the full 330 days out of the year, uh, your income will be taxed. Uh, Uncle Sam will, uh, will get what he, get what he wants from you. Um, I'm pulling up here. I try to remember this chat here. So um, uh, Ardasky says, no one ever believes we will be the one to die, that's for sure. And uh, um, independent realist had a brother also that went to uh, Iraq as a trucker. All right. Um, with Halliburton. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Halliburton and, uh, and uh, KBR subsidiary. Those are the two biggies, you know. So... If you're looking at a, one of those, what, what we call the danger zones, it's going to be Halliburton or KBR. Those are going to be your uh, two big choices. And uh, independent realist, I don't know if you'd heard, but I had a brother also with Halliburton that went over to, to um, South America. And uh, now he says uh, his brother kept getting pneumonia and had to come home. Uh, yeah, that's another thing we haven't even touched on. Um, another guest just popped in. Guest fourteen eleven, appreciate you being here. Haven't even touched on the um, health hazards of some of these places. So, as exciting as it can be to go overseas, like I said earlier, I, I wanted to go to Iraq and drive a truck four or five years ago when during the heat of everything. I just thought it would be cool, and and um, um, yeah, I, I was in the Marine Corps. I joined the Marine Corps in eighty two. And um, so I have a little little bit of background, nothing nothing major, nothing great, but uh, I thought it'd be cool to go over there and uh, do something again for my country, and and I definitely understood the risk, but uh, but the boss of the house said no, and um, I know I sound like a wimp now, but you know what can you do? You got to keep Mama happy, so so it didn't happen, but. I sure do respect uh, not only the soldiers, but all the independent contractors, those truckers, and even the people that will set up tent and provide clean water and food. And, you know, that's just that's amazing to me, the bravery that people in this country have, as well as all over the place. Uh, 
just the bravery is just unbelievable. The stories can really get to you. It's hard to imagine uh, uh, how brave these people are. Um, just something you just can't imagine until you're over there. But uh, but as I was saying, the um, you're not locked into anything with Halliburton or KBR. If you get over there and it's just too much for you, um, you know you can quit any time. They'll fly you back home. Uh, and these these are jobs for the danger zones. They are called danger zones for obvious reasons. And uh, Halliburton and KBR will tell you straight up that you are going into a war zone and the possibilities of being killed are there. Your job is to support the troops uh, with, with, with whatever assignment they give you. And... Um, um, they're always around you, doing their best to protect themselves and you, but keep in mind, this is a war zone. Um, this is a danger zone. Big money, but big risk also. And sometimes the lure of big money just isn't worth the risk involved. And, and keep in mind, again, there are big risks involved in this type of employment. Uh, hundreds, hundreds have been killed and thousands have been injured. And, Halliburton and KBR tells you straight up exactly what to expect and what the dangers are. And uh, you uh, you accept it or you don't. That's the way it is. And um, I was on YouTube earlier trying to do some uh, investigating on this and everything. And uh, there's a bunch of... Uh, bunch of videos on YouTube by contractors who got caught in the line of fire and some injured, some killed. And uh, here's my view on that. I mean, I'm uh, my hat's off to them for having the bravery and the courage to go over there and uh, give it a try. But uh, they uh, they accepted the offer. They signed the papers. They knew the risk, and they went anyway. So if you're going to uh, play the blame game when things turn bad, you know, this is a war zone. Remember, if you're going to play the blame game when circumstances head south, then this is not the line of work you want to do, plain and simple. And, uh, yeah, it's good money, but just remember, you accept the responsibilities. Halliburton and KBR tells you up front what to expect, and so you accept the danger zone. So if this sounds like your thing, just go to um, www kbr.com and near the top of the page click on careers and check it out they can send you a uh, information packet and you can start the entire process um, you may have to keep bugging them until they uh, tell you yes or no one way or the other uh, just keep in mind they want experience not just in trucking but obviously uh, military experience is a plus security experience police experience and again in jobs like these uh, a lot depends on who you know so just remember again these are very dangerous jobs risking your life for a hundred thousand to me uh, I don't know it just uh, depends on your situation and um, you can make the same amount of money working at safer locations around the world like Australia uh, which I'll talk about in a minute but uh, uh, maybe you were like me uh, four or five years ago and wanted to, uh, well, give something back for your country or just go for the life experience. Uh, who knows? It's an individual thing, but these are the danger zone jobs, 
And uh, again, keep in mind Halliburton and KBR, they, uh, they hire all over the world, so it's not just danger zones. Uh, you can go anywhere in the world. I mean, we're talking the entire planet. And so if you have the experience and the qualifications that they're looking for and want to give it a shot, uh, go for it. Uh, it's, it's worth a try. So uh, what about, uh, let's see, uh, sounds like uh, the Alaskan pipeline, tough and dangerous. Yeah, I hear you. I got that. Uh, sometimes it's better to live and become a grandpa. <laughs> yeah, it all depends on your individual situation and, and what, you, what you think is good. And a lot of people, uh, obviously, you know, are against the war and what we're doing. So it's just an individual thing. Uh, but those are the things you can do to uh, look into the danger zone jobs, if that's your thing, at Halliburton and KBR, kbr.com. Uh, but what about non-danger zone jobs? Um, Again, you don't have to go to a war zone for good money. Like I said, other places pay very well also. But information on pay is extremely hard to come by. Uh, those comments that I read from people that were trying to find something on this, well, they weren't kidding. It's, it's really hard to find stuff on this. They, they keep it locked up in a vault, very secretive. Um, but maybe you're just in it for the life experience. I mean, there are other resources. Uh, as I said earlier, Africa is one place that I would love to go one day. Um, always wanted to go to Africa. I tried to get Donna to go a couple years ago, but um, I don't think she uh, wanted to mess with the tigers, and we watched too, too much uh, Animal Planet, and I think that might have scared her away. But um, I contacted a uh, military buddy of mine who had spent time in Africa, and um, he had also uh, worked over there uh, on the oil rigs, uh, the pipe and gas industry, oil and gas industry over there uh, when he had gotten out of the military. And uh, the rigs were set out there, out there in the middle of nowhere, out there in the jungle. And he was always sending me these photos of uh, these big bull uh, elephants coming up to the rig and st they start rubbing up against the, um, the, the uh, foundation of the oil rig. And uh, just weird things like that. So they had people working there at the oil, oil rig site whose only job was to um, keep the tigers and the elephants and the panthers and and all that kind of stuff, all those animals away from the oil rig. So actually, I thought that was pretty cool. So I really wanted to go over and do that too, but but didn't get a chance to. But um, uh, but he had spent time in Africa for quite a while, just outside of Johannesburg, where, where he spent most of his time. And he gave me a name right off the top of his head. Uh, it's called a, a trucking company called Tiger Africa Transport. Uh, now, how's that for a name of a trucking company, Tiger Africa Transport? And uh, they are within uh, Johannesburg, and uh, they perform daily transports to um, East and Central Africa, such as Kenya, Zambia, Uganda, Malawi, Wanda, and Burundi, Burundi if I'm pronouncing all that right. Uh, but you can just Google their name, Tiger Asport, and you can see them right there. It, uh, it shows that they haul hazmat and urgent loads. And something I found interesting, they also haul uh, loads, something they call abnormal loads, whatever that means, uh, maybe an elephant or two, I don't know, but 
abnormal loads. They also haul that, whatever that is. But but you can check them out. Just Google their name. You'll even see the phone number in Africa, the contact. If you uh, decide you want to go to Africa and bounce around in a truck, I don't know how well the pay would be in Africa. I don't know if you're you'd be looking at a hundred grand a year. So you got to be careful when you look at that stuff. There are tons of opportunities for truck drivers uh, all over the world, uh, especially the United Kingdom, in places like Solihull and Manchester and Chesthire, uh, all over the UK. Um, one of the uh, largest employers is a uh, company called Forward Prospects Southern. Uh, that particular one's out of London, uh, but they're spread all across there. For for the UK, there's a Forward Prospects Central and Forward Prospects Northern. And uh, there is the FP group, which is all over Europe, um, England, Ireland, Holland, Belgium, France, uh, where else, Germany, the uh, Czech Republic, and uh, Portugal. Uh, the FP group uh, specializes in uh, milking machines and milk storage equipment. And they need drivers to uh, transport their stuff. And they are part of the Fullwood Paco group. And you can actually email them at recruit.north at fpgroup.co.uk. And if you didn't get all that, you'll have to re-listen to the program or or check their website at uh, www.fullwood.com. And that's full, F-U-L-L, and then wood, W-O-O-D, one word, fullwood.com. Or you can email one of a contact there. Um, last name is Jackson. And his email is pjackson at fullwood.com. So... Uh, so these are a couple of places that could quite possibly get you to trucking over in Europe. Could be quite an adventure. Who knows? Now, now New Zealand. Now, there's a cool country. I like to go to New Zealand, too. But um, how about checking out New Zealand Road Transport? What is it? New Zealand Road Transport Association Limited. Uh, Want to do some trucking in New Zealand? Uh, you can call them at 800 367 782. Now, you'll have to figure out how to place the international call, but there's the number, 0800-367-782. And uh, not all overseas jobs pay big money. Uh, one job I found in New Zealand only offered $170 per day in U.S. dollars. So be sure you know for sure exactly what the pay is uh, in New Zealand. Uh, $170 per day may be big money to them, right? So just be careful and certain, uh, um, be certain about all the aspects of the job when searching overseas for employment. And uh, another thing I found on the Internet, uh, a lot of scams out there. Uh, Got to be careful which sites you fall on. Um, they'll be promising big things and big things for you in overseas employment and uh, actually turns out to be a scam. I mean, we all know about Internet and life, so... Halliburton and KBR are two definite big ones, and the ones I've given you here on the show are, are what they say they are, and I have some more for you too, particularly Australia, the land from down under. That is such a cool place. Uh, I think I just like to travel. But I, uh, I would love to go to Australia also. 
and uh, independent realist, I see you. Don't think you can leave your family behind. Yeah, that's another thing, too. So uh, uh, you have to go over there and stay at least 330 days. But Or you could come back every 10 days, every four, for 10 days for every four months. But, yeah, it would be hard. Uh, but Australia, what an awesome thing that would be, though, trucking across Australia. Uh, even if you did it for a few months, uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, there is a company called WorkPack, just the word uh, work, W-O-R-K, and then the word pack, spelled P-A-C, all one word, WorkPack. And they're an Australian-based recruiting company that specializes in finding qualified employees for Australian companies. And I think it's funny that on their home page, they have stated... Um, it's not, It's not. Um, how do they put it, it's not what you know, it's who knows you. So it goes back to what I said earlier, it's who you know uh, when it comes to this overseas work stuff. So um, want to do some trucking in the land from down under? So just go to workpack.com and check it out. And remember, it's spelled work and then P-A-C, all one word, workpack.com. And... Um, Here's another opportunity for you, too. Um, how would you like to drive a dump truck in Australia working at one of the mining sites? Uh, now, your first response may be driving a dump truck. Why would I want to go all the way to Australia and drive a dump truck? Well, uh, first of all, it pays 100000 a year. <laughs> um, I mean, in U.S. dollars. Uh, you can actually drive a dump truck in Australia and earn $100,000 per year there at their mining sites. Um, in uh, Australian currency, at the time of this show, it was uh, 151488 which works out to be $100,000 U.S. dollars. But uh, So head over to Australia and drive that dump truck for $100,000 per year. Uh, uh, dump truck driving in Australia for 100k per year sounds pretty good to me. But the uh, the number one job search site for Australia is Seek.com, uh, spelled S-E-E-K, uh, just like you're seeking something. Um, so Seek.com, and to get to the Australian site, um, just add A-U at the end of it. So you would go to www.seek.com.au, uh, but they're one of the largest recruiting firms for a job search in the, the entire uh, country of uh, Australia. And you can also check out uh, New Zealand jobs as well as jobs in the UK uh, from seek.com. So just start by going to seek.com.au, and as of this moment, uh, they have 600 truck driving jobs open, so so check it out. That sounds like a thing for you. Um, now, in um, also in Australia, there's a uh, just based out of Queensland. Uh, there's a big trucking company called Russell Transport. They're a large motor carrier that specializes in heavy hauling, and uh, and I mean heavy, up to 100 tons, and they need drivers. And you can check out their website at russellpt.com.au. And Russell is spelt just like it sounds, R-U-S-S-E-L-L, and then pt.com.au, russellpt.com.au. 
So the uh, the life experience and learning the ways of various peoples and their cultures of, uh, have always been interesting to me. And maybe it's interesting to you also. Just truck driving overseas is not impossible, actually easy to do. So once you get through all the red tape, but um, thousands of people work overseas. Thousands of truckers drive overseas. It uh, takes time, research, and filling out all the paperwork and taking tests and all that good stuff. But uh, people do it. Uh, my brother did it. So it is feasible. So I just thought this information would be interesting to those who would uh, like to drive overseas, uh, even if it's just for a short while, for the uh, life experience. Uh, you only live once, so you should make it happen if it's uh, one of your dreams. Um, so the opportunities are out there, and they pay big money. As you've heard, 100000 plus per year. Truck driving overseas, it could be fun, and it would uh, no doubt be an experience of a lifetime. Um, now, I see one comment here from Ardaski. Uh, you had a good friend who forgot where he was in England and ended up in a bad accident because he zigged when he should have zagged on the wrong side of the road. See, that's the thing I always worried about. Uh, uh, we went to the Bahamas uh, a few years or so ago, went to Freeport. I'd never been to the Bahamas, so it was pretty cool. I didn't even know they drove on the wrong side of the road. Now, I guess to them, we drive on the wrong side of the road, but I didn't know in the Bahamas they drove that way like they do in England. So when we hopped in that taxi and took off, um, I wanted to yell at the guy and tell him he was on the wrong side of the road, but then I realized, oh, oh okay, this is how they drive over here. And, well, that would be so rough for me. Uh, I think I would just forget. I'd be crashing all over the place. So that's the thing when it comes to cultures of these other countries and, and um, their laws and rules and regulations. You're over there. You're not in the United States anymore. You have to play by their rules. And um, one little thing can uh, uh, can get you in trouble just like that. You can zig when you should have zagged. So that that's definitely true. So, um, but uh, well, thanks for joining me on this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. Uh, uh, our next show will be on Tuesday, November 25th, 2008 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the uh, show is entitled Psychology of Truck Driving. Uh, we're going to explore how to recognize the signs within ourselves in order to uh, hopefully prevent us from crossing that thin red line where some drivers step over and enter into uh, what I like to call the explosion zone. Uh, we talked about the danger zones tonight, so I guess next week I'll be talking about the explosion zones. But uh, diving into the psyche of the driver uh, next time on Truth About Trucking Live. So uh hope to see you here this coming Tuesday, the 25th. Now, uh, one thing we are going to start doing on every show is uh, giving you, the listener, a chance to receive a free copy of uh, one of our e-books, Truth About Trucking, or So You've Got Your CDL, Now What? or my upcoming new book, The uh, Best Truck Driving Jobs, A State-by-State -State Guide. And on our last show, where I discussed the problems uh, one could face with having a DUI or a felony, I gave out a code number and asked listeners to uh, email me that code number, and they would receive a free copy of The Best Truck Driving Jobs ebook. Well, we had 109 responses, so... 109 free books will be going out within the next several days, so we were uh, very happy to do that for you. Um, so for tonight's show, you can have the same chance to receive 
the best truck driving jobs ebook for free. And uh, we're going to do it with like a trivial question, and I'll try to make it easy here to get going. Uh, you just have to el me, uh, email me the answer to this question. If you have a fully loaded 18-wheeler traveling on flat, dry terrain going uh, 55 miles per hour, what would be the distance for that 18-wheeler to come to a full stop? Uh, now, don't add anything to it because I already know the pro drivers out there are going to be writing me saying, look, it depends on the skill of the driver or how much traffic is around or the wind. No, just in general, everything being equal, just flat, dry terrain, 55 miles per hour, fully loaded. How long in feet would it take to stop the rig? Uh, so you can email me the answer at alan at truthabouttrucking.com. And once the book is completed within the next several days, I'll send you the best truck driving jobs, a state-by-state -state guide, totally free, uh, before we launch it. And uh, this is a great book. I'm really proud of this book. Uh, giving my opinion on the best trucking jobs state by state um, for students and new drivers you'll no longer have to ask the question uh, is this company good or is that company bad uh, this is an excellent book for newcomers and even for drivers who have been in the uh, business for a while and just haven't found that right company yet so the best truck driving jobs a state by state guide yours free for tonight's contest just um, answer the question uh, send me the answer at alan at truthabouttrucking.com, uh, alan spelled A-L-L-E-N at truthabouttrucking.com, and uh, I'll reply right back to you, letting you know if it's the right answer, and uh, you'll be on the list to receive the book for free. Uh, right. And um, so uh, we'll have a contest every show, uh, giving away something for free, so that's our contest for tonight. And uh, it will end at midnight tomorrow, Tuesday, November 18th. So you have until midnight tomorrow to get me the answer. And um, our new book that um, we are about to launch is yours for free. So uh, and now I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll make it even more interesting for you. I'll give you a second question. And if you can answer this question also, then I'll send you the best truck driving jobs, a state-by-state -state guide. Plus, you can have a free copy of the ebook. Uh, so you've got your CDL now. What? So here's the second question. We'll just try to have a little fun here. Uh, adding in the perception distance and the reaction distance, uh, what would be the stopping distance in feet for reaching a full stop? All values being equal. Uh, dry, flat terrain, fully loaded, 55 miles per hour. But this time you're adding in the perception distance and the reaction distance. Um, so what is the perception and reaction distance? Uh, this is the formula you use for figuring the total stopping distance. So you take perception distance plus reaction distance plus the braking distance, and that equals your total stopping distance. So all things being equal, skills and everything, and uh, brakes are good, um, uh, what would it be under that circumstance? So uh, the, the, uh, the average uh, perception and reaction time for an alert driver is three-quarters of a second. So I'll give you a little hint there. So 
those are those are the two questions. Uh, answer one, and um, you get the uh, state to state guide. Answer both of them, you get the state to state guide and uh, the other book. Uh, so you've got your CDL now. What? So um, there you are. There's a little contest, so we'll have a little fun with that and uh, see what you can do. Uh, do what? Donna's saying something here. She's always saying something in the background. What now? Uh huh. Oh. Okay. Okay. And how you want me to do that? Huh. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh. So yeah, I don't know what happened there. We'll just see. Um, uh, I'm not for sure if uh, it's on now or not. It's showing that I'm off, but so I'm not for sure. Um, but anyway, we're getting to the end there. Uh, here we go back up. Um, looks like everything dropped on me, so I had to get back on there. So wasn't for sure if I was still on there or not. So that's the first time that's happened. But hey, it's the internet. What can you do? So. But, uh, but anyway, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. And um, be sure to check our askthetrucker.com. And hope you enjoyed the show. And um, remember, send me the answer to tonight's contest questions. Uh, I want to send you uh, the soon-to-be-launched ebook for free. And um, also uh, take up Donna on her offer. Just send her an email and ask her for the uh, special link. And uh, I hope to talk to you again next Tuesday, November 25th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, cutting it a little short right now, but we'll keep the chat chat going a little bit. And if Chad's still there, we'll see how he's doing in uh, Kuwait. So um, until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. I'm safe, and thanks for listening.
People are talking to Huh? Yeah, we're still live, but the music's gone, but I'm just I'm keeping the chat room going. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.